0: once again into the Soccer OG. Hey, that's me, Max Bretos. This is episode 41, a special Tuesday night edition. As I always like to remind you, please rate, review, download and subscribe. And did I say share it with a friend? Because that's always so nice, especially as we approach the holiday season. Driving in a car. Tell your friend, take a listen to this dude. We are talking World Cup qualifiers and we are approaching the One year until the World Cup, and we will have a very special show, kind of previewing what a World Cup in Qatar in November of 2022 is going to look like. Right now, we're looking at teams booking their ticket. I think we're up to 13. The Netherlands, welcome back. Ha, Poland! I love gold! And also, Argentina making it so many incredible storylines and the fact that it's in Qatar opens it up to a lot of other countries because as if you haven't noticed European teams have won every world cup since 2002 so we need a South American team hopefully an African team or an Asian team or a CONCACAF team to step up coming up in the business end I will talk to one of my oldest friends in the business Alan Hopkins who now works for MLS he worked with U.S. soccer in 2014 Shoulder to shoulder with Jurgen Klinsmann. He knows all the players in the U.S. pool. We'll talk about what happened Tuesday in Kingston, Jamaica. We'll talk about what it looks like moving forward. And we'll, of course, look back memory lane as we have some stories that we can tell. At least some of them we can't tell all of them over the air. If you get my drift. And we're just going to have a lot of World Cup chatter. Mexico, Tata Martino in hot water. Canada in first place uruguay and Colombia in peril of missing the world cup so many twists and turns and the thing now this is our last usa world cup qualifier until 2022 so soak it all in we're gonna get to it this is the soccer og folks thank you for all the support the last week we've had the best week on this podcast ever and we want to top it this week we'll have two coming your way beginning with alan hopkins here in the business end let's get started We are back and wanted to record this on a Tuesday after all the World Cup qualifiers. The USA kicked off at 2 o'clock Pacific time, which creates its own set of challenges. Because you've got to find a way to sneak out of what you're doing to watch it. Hard to ramp up to it. And we got that game. And then I didn't want to record anything after what happened in Edmonton, Alberta, where uh, the temperatures were minus t- 12 Celsius. What are we, Fahrenheit? We're Fahrenheit in the United States. I was, it was like tw- ten, f- 10 degrees Fahrenheit. And Canada beating Mexico 2-1. to one. They they demolished Mexico in the second half. Um, by the way, check out the Soccer OG on YouTube under Max Bretos. We'll have a new episode coming out also here on Tuesday night where I'll get in-depth on the U.S. results. We'll talk about Canada, Mexico. We'll talk about everything happening in CONCACAF. Let's hear it for Panama. Panama just keeps winning. And now our level on points with Mexico, Canada's first one point ahead of the United States. Is it one point ahead? Yes, one point ahead of the United States. U.S. in good shape. Four points out of these two games is good business. People still don't want to accept the fact that you're going to have a different U.S. team on the home and away. I don't know why people keep fighting this. This has been the way it's been since the beginning of time. Since the United States have been competitive in qualifying, which will realistically begin in 1997, they made the 90 World Cup. It was it seemed like a, a science fiction movie back then. Obviously, they hosted the World Cup in 94, and then 98, they had to qualify, and then it's been that way ever since. And the U.S. has grown into it, and they've always struggled on CONCACAF sides. And we'll talk to Alan about this because he was there in the 2014 cycle and how challenging it was to go to Honduras and Jamaica, and the challenges that are there. Maybe one day this won't be an issue, but it still is, especially when you're playing such a young team. And, uh, you know, that was obviously the big concern coming into this because uh, we knew it was all cyclical with the United States team, and everyone was going, let the kids have it. Let the kids. I want to let the kids have it. But there's no national team manager in the world that is going to hand his national team off to a group of players that are 23 and under across the board. you got to have some guys 28, 26. I don't think we have any 30-year-olds right now, maybe one or two that are right at the cusp of 30. So we don't have a real senior squad, and the group of players that are 28, 29, 30, which is that group of players that missed the last World Cup, essentially, that, that's what would have been their World Cup. You know, They're not the, uh, the featured players, but they play a role. But Greg Burhalter comes out with an 11 with really all new guard players with a couple exceptions. You had uh, Zach Steffen, who's new guard. Anthony Robinson, who has to learn how to cross a ball or we have to find a replacement at left back. Chris Richards gets in there. Earned his spot. Walker Zimmerman. DeAndre Yedlin at right back. Gianluca Busio earned his spot finally, although he crawled into a rock and hid in that game. And that's the kind of the situation here. You can't expect them to go to these games and excel at a level that they do for their club or they do for the national team when they have a home field advantage in a stadium in the United States that has a smooth field and has all the modern conveniences. You don't get that in Panama or Jamaica or Honduras. It's a different kettle of fish. But he... Greg Berhalter finally turned to the younger squad. So the midfield had Busio, Adams, Musa, and then Aronson, Pepe, and Tim Weah. And Tim Weah is the one that's broken through here because he was banging around getting minutes, and now he's a featured player. He's going to be hard to dislodge from that position because he scored the goal. It was a great goal. He has uh, assisted on the Pulisic goal. He can cross a ball which I love, which is becoming like a forbidden fruit for this national team. We got to have people who cross the ball, especially the way we play this team. Uh, Ricardo Pepe's a concern now. He's off the boil. Jesus Ferreira came in for him. And I imagine Greg Berhalter is going to really look into who are going to be the striking options. We talk about it with Allen coming up, but you can't give up on guys who came in and are not back in the mix. Josh Sargent at the top of that list, who has a new manager at Norwich. Maybe that helps him. Jordan P. uh, Daryl DK. These guys are all going to put their hand up. Everyone's. This is still not a completed job, and you're not going to get it just because you played the last four or five games. Everyone, uh, Greg Berhalter's done a wonderful job in this cycle. Four points, and I think he has a real uh, has a, a a real team spirit where these guys enjoy themselves. Remember Weston McKinney and Miles Robinson, two key players suspended for this one still no Gio Reyna Christian Pulisic coming off the bench he played about another 25 minutes Christian Pulisic got to be careful out there by the way because he runs into these plays and uh, he was getting just smashed he was winning free kicks but at what cost you know you got to be careful about that but this was good I mean there's no no one could be critical of going to Jamaica and a game they should have lost because it wasn't a foul on uh, the Jamaican player there late on Walker Zimmerman and that really bad ball that Anthony Robinson played in that Bobby Reed should have tucked away. United States, this not playing well, and they certainly didn't play well after the Tim Weah goal. Uh, okay in the first half, and really second best throughout the second half. It was boys versus men. I think you got to see this. We're a young team, and they get pushed around, and they certainly did. And the Jamaican older guard felt looked comfortable in those situations so that's something you got to keep a track on because it won't always work the way it did against mexico when you're at home in cincinnati speaking of mexico oh boy by the way you look at the standings in Concacaf. there's four teams that are gonna have already separated from the pack those four are gonna make the spots the question is who finishes fourth top three go automatically to the world cup Fourth place team goes to a playoff. I want Mexico in a World Cup. Maybe that's a bit of a minority here. I would hate a World Cup without Mexico. It would really take away the fun because, A, I want to see if there's a possibility that CONCACAF teams can make it far. And who knows? We maybe get another USA-Mexico game like in O2. It builds that rivalry. It keeps our rivalry at a high stake. And you, you, you want Mexico. It's your region because if Mexico does well and if the U.S. does well then FIFA looks kindlier, uh, kinder on CONCACAF. I mean, maybe qualifying is not going to be the same ever again, but that's how you go from four bids to four and a half in the World Cup. Mexico, we're in the when we're in the World Cup, as long as we're not playing anybody, each other, we're on the same team. So I want Mexico in the World Cup, but I want them to finish fourth because I think if they go to a playoff, they can win. I don't think Panama can, but far be it for me to underestimate Panama. What an incredible story they have been. Uh, We look at everything that's happening all over. Some teams in real peril. Uruguay getting blasted by Bolivia. Uh, Norway, which we want to see. Erling Holland make a World Cup. They're out. Otherwise, it looks pretty good. So we'll talk more about the World Cup. I want to get into the business end here, so I'm going to do just that. This is the Soccer OG. Thank you, everyone, for the support. Rate, review, download, subscribe, share. Let's go. We are back, time now for the business end here in the soccer OG. And a man I've known, I didn't wanna tell him how long I've known you. But I'm going to say, almost 30, 26, 27 years. Al, and the man who I started in this business with, car rides to Titan Stadium in Fullerton to do mm. second round US Open Cup games. Between the LA Galaxy and the Nashville metros. Do you remember this, Alan
1: Hopkins? Oh, oh. Max Bretos, you are my (laughs) first BFF in this business uh, in soccer. Honestly, truly, I have long uh, waited. I guess I should say first time, long time. So, (laughs) so glad Uh, I have enough gray hairs now to be officially part of the Soccer OG. Well, congratulations, you did it. (laughs) I did it. I did it. Or, or mother nature did it, Either either way, um, (laughs) you know how much you mean to me, Um, my parents uh my father you know passed away mother love you to death like you're one of those great great people um and there's very few people actually have known me throughout my journey in this american soccer ecosystem so i hope this conversation is fun i know i'm going to enjoy it at the very least
0: oh me too we're going to go down some memory lane (laughs) but we're going to talk about u.s the u.s national team a little mexico because you were dialed in you were with the uh you were with, right alongside Jurgen Klinsmann there in uh, 2010. Was it 2000? Yes, 2006. 14. The
1: 2014, 2014. What am I talking? Cycle. I can't even keep. Cycle.
0: 2006. Yes. 2014 cycle. So we'll talk about that. But I did want to say about how I remember uh, working at an early time with you, and I remember we were in, a, in our car, and we we're going to do a game, and you said, "Hey, I'm expecting my first, which was Sydney Hopkins, and then Santiago Hopkins comes later, and now both of them." are playing D1 soccer. Mm. Uh, and Christian Miles, you just told me, is broadcasting their games to make the world even, even smaller. <laughs> she, wow. So Sydney's
1: at USD and yes. Santiago yes. is at Cal or Cal yes. Berkeley, whatever you call it. Yes, yes. Oh, you know what, Miles, you know, actually you were the first person I told. Wow, honored. And, yes, and Mark Rogandino, was like a close second because we were actually walking to go see Mark (laughs) when he was working on the west side. Exactly. Um, And first of all, um, I'm so proud of you and Mark for your Emmys. I know people do not understand how hard it is to be in Los Angeles and win an Emmy. This is the gold standard inner circle hall of fame. There Are so many amazing people here? I'm just so proud of you two and the work you're doing for LAFC. Um, both of you guys, I just really appreciate you. I've known you forever and a day. Um, and honestly, just couldn't be more proud of the success um, that you guys had. And, and honestly, um, you're Uncle Max. <laughs> you know, this it's Uncle Rogues, it's an important it's Uncle job. Max, it's Uncle Christian, it's Uncle Tony um christian miles you know and the fact that he's broadcasting sydney's games part of the wcc network and his work with pepperdine and she's just flourished as an as i believe the best um draft eligible outside back uh in this class wow uh, we're gonna San see Diego. we're gonna see
0: it in NW, uh, nwsl uh, here I, I this angel is a, city
1: she's a pro <laughs> she's a real pro um You know, and honestly, you know, real quick, you know, I mean, honestly, my kids have grown up in this business, as you know, you know, they, their name, I work hard, you know, I'm a junior Allen Hopkins, junior. Um, you know, I represent my father's name on the daily, but honestly, um, I work hard because honestly, their name for me is like the arenas and the Bradleys. Uh, they've just grown up in this game. They've been ball kids at MLS cups, They've been in all-star games.
0: That's they've that's important stuff.
1: They, they, they've been everywhere. As you know, um, they used to actually sit and color and eat Cheerios underneath the desk at our fox games when they were young i could hear the munching them munching away trust me munching away, and sure i could, I, I could still yeah. remember the
0: smell of That's the right. cheerios yeah exactly very would, distinctive
1: you, well you would get your hand your grubby hands in the cheerios let's not be <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest you were like hopkins has got the snacks properly put away i um, go give me that bag say, of cheerios right but now. um But, you know, honestly, she's doing very well, graduating in three and a half years. She's got a bright future. Uh, Baby Ago, I think that's the one that gets everyone because he just was so quiet and ubiquitous and he kind of just took it all in. And now he's a uh, a talented, talented freshman playing for Cal, uh, studying mechanical engineering, uh, computer science, maybe minor in aerospace. I mean, He's got another
0: and, Elon Musk over here. <laughs> uh, you know, we're trying,
1: you know, I always told people like people are looking for homegrowns and I used to joke and I joke with Nelson Aquari, like I'm looking for that Boeing FC contract. That's the homegrown uh, contract. And, you know, Nelson obviously uh, captains U-20, killing it for Boeing and Charleston. Uh, I'm sure I'll name drop quite a bit, but uh, honestly, Max, you've been there every step of the way. And Believe it or not, real quick, to put a bow on the kids, who I love and adore. Uh,
0: oh, yeah, we're putting um, a bow on the kids. Yeah, so let me the tell Sienna, you. <laughs>
1: Sienna. Sienna is the best of the bunch. My youngest one is, uh, I think, the best winger. Really? Uh, How old uh, is she now? Yeah. Four, 12. 12? 12, 6th 12, grade. God, where's his time uh, going, gone? And just uh, just a real proper winger. Gets wide, chalk on the boots. Uh, creates plays. Uh, is a real competitor. And uh, I'm just Wait,
0: what's well? the secret? What is the secret to have kids... Be engaged in sports because a lot of people listen to uh, or listening to this are huge soccer fans. They have kids and they all want them to play. But what's the secret to encourage them, but not I know you're never heavy, heavy handed. You are when you have to, but to keep them where they have that goal within reach and they it's something they want.
1: That's a great question. And I am blessed to have been asked that quite a bit lately because people look Well, based on the track record of your kids,
0: you should be asked this a fair bit. You know
1: what? Honestly, I like alignment in my life, right? I do. I don't want to have a lot of different rules. It makes me sort of black and white to a fault, even though I wear a lot of grays (laughs) in general. If you see me around town, I'm definitely wearing black or gray, no doubt. Um, But I'll say this is- um, I got like 200 plants at my house, Max plants, plants. Okay. And they all need something different and you have to listen, you have to be calm and you have to have your own sort of default process. And I just decided that I was going to love up my kids, obsess about my kids, but also really listen to where they were at. And ultimately my kids are different, but they arrived at the same place. And I really just try to listen. And then also, look, um, I've embraced being a subject matter expert. Soccer is a family business. It sounds like it. It, it is. Hey, it doesn't mean. You're in
0: the business.
1: <laughs> right? We've got the football. But, but, but it's not how much you know. It's how much you can teach. And I've been blessed. You mentioned my time with Jurgen Klinsmann, the national team. You know how much you learn from a World Cup champion, a European champion, an all-time great. Like, you just learn every conversation, right? But it was Siggy Schmidt before that. You know, Siggy Schmidt gave me my first real crack being a gopher for the under-20s, Dean Wurzberger and him, Chula Vista 1996, recording Euro 96 games. By the way, over my roommate, Chad, His his side-filled DHS tapes that he was taping, (laughs) I'm recording like Czech Republic, England. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, oh, he was so hot. By the way, his daughter Kinsey and my daughter Sydney go to school together, which is so funny. But anyway, um, my world is so small. But anyway, uh, you know, Siggy Schmidt. And then before that, Dave Wolf, um, who's still the head coach at Westmont College. And then even before that, um, you know, it's funny tonight watching the Mexico game. Right, you know what that reminded me of?
0: The cold uh, uh, on <laughs> Oneonta,
1: New York. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we were on a we were on a parapet, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. and we were broadcasting a the All Star no the Hall of Fame inductions in Oneonta, New York, and. It was freezing. It was probably as cold. Maybe not as cold as Edmonton, but it was freezing. They, everyone gave us our clothes, and we we're still cold. And at the very end, a guy comes up. I have nothing else to give you. He goes, here's some brandy. And I go, give it to me. And yes. I'm probably well, I
1: Chicago was just Fire. to keep me warm. Yes. Chicago, Chicago Fire. I think Daryl Shore, back in the day, name dropping. Um, Peter Wilt and those guys. CJ Brown in the mix. John Thornton, your guy at LFC. I think they procured us a couple of parkas. That's right. He was there. John was Remember there. That's that? right. And yeah. we were up on like... Uh, people understand we were up on a scissor lift calling the game of, of the game. Uh, over 40s and, over 30 guys yeah it was fun though that's still some of the best foliage i've ever seen yeah um, um along the way but uh, no look i just you know those were great times and i just <laughs> you know there's memories that people can't replicate now which i appreciate you know us being tethered together for that for sure you know so
0: and and obviously, having those coaches in your life helps you pass that information on. So, that's something that's very unique. And I think the last time I saw you, which is criminal that I haven't seen you since, was at the services for Ziggy Schmidt. You mean,
1: you mean COVID, though? I mean, let's yeah. be fair. I mean, part yeah. of it is related to what has happened. Um, sure. And you and I have both been very. I think pragmatic and practical for sure. You're still the hardest working guy. Yeah, well, you know, Getting back into know.
0: the rhythm of things at post COVID has been very challenging for me and I'm sure it's for everyone, but just yeah. getting into your, you know, you would get up and say, I'm going to a movie. I'm going yeah. to see a friend. I'm going to have a coffee. Yeah. We don't do those things. I barely do them and it's not good, yeah. but hopefully we can, COVID gives yeah. us a break
1: here. We can kind of get yeah. back in there. But yeah, you no, know, Siggy was my guy. Um, and so was Doug Hamilton. You know, Doug Hamilton was another, you know, you need heroes, you need sponsors. And I still remember us, right? You and I being summoned to the trailers at the Rose Bowl.
0: I, I pass that on to that? people all the time. I pass this, that conversation because it happened to me again with this? LAFC.
1: Do you remember this though? You and yeah. I going to the, going to the trailers um, um, and- And he said, he, stop killing the guys on the broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> But he was the one who said, I think you guys are great. And um, I still proud of those KCAL 9 prod, uh, you know, broadcasts. You know, we had a bunch of ringers. We had people that went on to some real stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, Matt Lip. I mean, come on, Matt <laughs> dude, Lip, dude, World Series. Every you know, time I've listened to the World Series,
0: Sarah NBA.
1: Takata. I mean, I mean if- we just worked with some really big time people who were, you know, Micah King, who I love and respect. And like people didn't understand, you know, Doug basically, you know, I sat, you know, this is how when people talk about what I'm doing now, I'm sure we'll talk about some is just that, you know, like, you know, how much I absorbed what Doug Hamilton was saying, how much I loved his his approach to building a front office and you did too, and how much he brought us, and he brought us on the inside. We went stadium tours before it was Vogue. You know, there were no social media posts when we were doing this stuff. He no. wanted us to be informed. We, we, they, wanted they wanted give us a
0: hard day hat day. and we do a little drive around in a golf cart but, of but but uh, there was, then hub Center but he or he Home Depot, Depot Center.
1: To, but he wanted us to know what was going on. He yep. valued our opinion. He wanted us our insight. And, uh, you know, I just appreciate that that first sort of glimpse of what excellence looked like. And still, you know, no one will ever will take it away. The first MLS team to ever, ever, ever finish a season in the black. And for those who know, <laughs> what I'm about right now no that's an amazing thing so I just appreciate Doug and um you know and Siggy and everyone else along the way who's paved me uh, the great opportunity to have a great life and, you know know great people like you
0: oh it's it's incredible when you think and I remember you called me when we lost Doug Hamilton said Doug died on the flight back from I think it was Costa Rica and we're like what because he was a very he was a very young man oh, Howard, fit Howard man.
1: Liebeskin real quick not to interrupt yeah. you but Howard Liebeskin as you know who has been a long time long time excellent doctor the la galaxy yeah lakers that's my kid's doctor so you know and, obviously, what he, he told you game. yeah he told me but that's just like Oof. the family and still to this day you know as we talked about city and santiago earlier you know as they've gone through you're not going to play the game at a high level and not have foot problems at some point and he has been the guy oh you need orthotics you need whatever so i appreciate dr leviskin but that's just the kind of family and kind of how tight our circle is. And, you know, I'm always defensive about kind of the new school, old school, uh, along the way, only because I get defensive when people don't show their, their proper respect, because if we were on in some really, that's that's very
0: rare to get that respect. I almost, you don't expect anymore. Once time, once in a while you get it and you're like, Oh, that's very nice. Thank you. Thank you. And you hear that about certain people.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm still gonna talk my trash over the next however long of we talk here. So <laughs>
0: Well, by the way, thank you very much for those kind words about my my Emmy Award. I I've, I never won anything like that, so it's nice. I, I all I can think about is going to open some doors because, quite frankly, I think they were long overdue. I think we should have won an Emmy award for our work on the Colombian Copa Mustang back oh, in 1999. That? That's the that's <laughs> the proudest work.
1: Well, this you know what you know what not to bring up my son again real quick. So we uh, we get together in Berk in San Francisco a couple weeks ago, right? He's telling me all this Berkeley stuff. My mind's blown. I go, you know, I feel like I went to college in the 50s. And that's what I feel like in terms of broadcasting. Like, think about how we had to get information. You remember how we used to get lineups? Do you remember? Fact-simile. Well, facsimile.
0: Yeah, facsimile. And uh, yeah, and sometimes you would get the over way, the did phone, I just say, the guy did would I just go. say facsimile?
1: How old said- is that?
0: I just said it because you said it. by the way I just got I got a copier machine at Costco and like, I go I go this scan he goes yeah 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 and then this color and he goes yeah uh, it doesn't do a fax by the way I'm sorry I go do you think I'm sending faxes I'm the, <laughs> that's a I'm buying this right now because it doesn't oh send God. faxes Thank what you very much in the
1: world that I, I just said facsimile I feel so like, old but my wow. like dude we're trying I, to get the
0: 18 to 35s on this podcast you, if you don't you and I used <laughs>
1: to grind. For information
0: we used to get and the uh, lineups over the phone too and just,
1: but you know what the thing the people real quick i don't want to you know i know part of it is going down memory lane i know we'll transition to some more current stuff to keep it more 18 to 34 i want you to hit your programming demographic oh, i don't but, even know who's listening i know, know people are much, listening in hey, philadelphia that's what i know but you know how much i, and I love you guys how much you used to always when I was teaching broadcasting at the college level, I remember uh, I used to tell people like a really good broadcaster always has something that makes his partner go, hmm, yeah, I didn't know that. And you are always like that about geography. Uh, I think the moment I shared with you, I used to draw maps uh, and, and do like my own like world geography and then knowing how um, your parents traveled and how much you're a worldly guy and your, your synchronicity between the game and those who were playing and where they're from was always different level well that was and the most that was appreciate the- that you always cared like people didn't understand how much back then you connected the way people would play what was happening in the crowd to what was happening um social politically or you know part of it was your dad is a g right when we talk about this stuff and your parents i know you're so proud of your cuban roots but You guys had such a good understanding of humanity and anthropology and sociology, and you let that come out your talent. And I still think that stands alone because, you know, you could tell a story, but if you don't know the narrative, it's a whole different thing.
0: Well, I think it's important. to That's important for me. And it's also my favorite part of the broadcast, in particular soccer. And that's why I fell in love when we would do a game and say it was a French league and they go, this is Auxerre, and they are playing Mets and Mets is in this part, the Alsace region. And all these people, this is very popular with wine and finding out not just about the team, but the city and why it's done a certain way and why they don't like these people and why this is a rivalry. And, all of that was just fascinating. It was, I just couldn't wait to share it on the I got air. One so. for you.
1: I got one for you right now. Good, cause good, because I like, couldn't wait. think of
0: one uh, clearly. No, but. no,
1: no, 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 no. So this is a really recent one. So in my work, um, as you know, I've been, been working with the Major League Soccer League office. I love it. Player economics is my jam. I love it. It's like the perfect <laughs> fit. Uh, I didn't know. It's like one of those things where you, you stumble upon it and you're like, oh, this is what I've been trying to get to the whole time. Um, a much deeper discussion told very well over a, a nice bottle of red, no doubt for sure. But um,
0: we don't drink so, over white wine ever. We, we know, soccer, Ever, ever. Right? All so, right, good.
1: You know, you know, the Bosman ruling, right? Say Bosman, that again, the what? The, the Bosman ruling. Oh, yes, yes. John Mark Bosman. Which, which changed the, the transfer market and everything. Right. So December 1995, the European court says you win. Max, that was five years after he launched his case right <laughs> thank so real you, quick, courts i know so let me get into it real quick um and i communicated this to um uh quite a few tastemakers and influencers recently um and i thought it went over well but you tell me so um i know you're a movie guy this is why i know you appreciate this you love movies and you love you love history so this is perfect right so bosman 1995 december 1995 so people may remember Jean-Marc Bosman, who's now almost like 57, 58, I think, not quite 60. He was a baller back in the day. Still From Belgium, elite. correct? Yes, yes. Yeah. Captain of the Belgian new 20s at one point, capped 20 times. Now, 20 times the youth international is probably like 80 for a senior. You know the equivalent, like you don't play that many times. You actually know this, but for our audience, that's a that's a big number that's like you were recognized as the best player in your age group for the most important years of development which fifa recognized which you all recognizes but basically like 16 to 20 so he was at standard liege and uh basically what happened was um contract ran out went to rfc liege um career ran on dry ground played like three times in two seasons, right? Happens, right? So he finds a club that he's going to go to. That's like, hey, we like you, we'll play. It's a French club, small second division. I can get my game right, get my mind right. Remind me. he's now, he's mid twenties. He's 25, 26, more than enough time. I mean, you're like Tom Brady. You just want to hit me here. You know what I mean? So I don't want to, you know, but more than enough time in your 20s, to figure it out, right? So, um, 2017, Christopher Nolan did a great movie, right? The English, the French, the Germans, called Dunkirk. I,
0: was, right? I thought you were gonna say Christopher Nolan did a Bosman movie, I go, no, how did I miss no, this? <laughs>
1: no, Dunkirk, right? Dunkirk, I saw that with Maxie right.
0: recently, he loved it. Right,
1: Loved it, right? That so was did it. I too. So. That was the club, Max. Dunkirk. That Bosman was gonna go to was Dunkirk, perennial, second division team, Dunkirk. And they'd been around for probably about 30 years by the time the actual real Dunkirk happened. Um, I think their best triumph is like the 71 French Cup semis. (laughs) Not not (laughs) even the Cup. They didn't get to hold the cup. Cup. No, but my point is like, you know, like there's so many cool intersections and stories, but that's something I think about all the time about how rich this game is, is that, you know, who knew that, dunkirk actually is the ripple of this market and we don't know how when howland's going to get holland excuse me is going to get sold we presume we're in Bappe, we assume they're going to be the next guys to get there and, and just
0: just you know? to, for people who don't yeah, know it jump but so in it, there. back back before me. back before this rule happened oh yeah players could move could not move to a new club unless the new club paid their old club a fee, which is not a transfer fee, but it's a fee and it would discourage people from moving. Great, But now you you can. Yeah, let me
1: give you that. Thank you for that. Let me give you the real uh, clarification on that just to really clean that up. So um, his old, his Belton club said, we don't want to pay the 500,000 pounds, which it is now. We don't want to pay it or euros. We don't want to pay it. And they were so upset that he went and struck a deal that they find him and cut his wages down 75 percent and he was on like 500 pounds a month or euros excuse me so that was what it was he said hey you can't prevent me he's like kurt flood in baseball you know the the great the great black field uh, outfielder for the phillies who basically actually another small connection basically ran a bar in mallorca for a long time really and yes is it still there <laughs> i don't know could you imagine i want, I want imagine, to go to mallorca yeah could you imagine us looking for kurt flood's bar yeah. in mallorca well and kurt but flood yeah. and
0: mark Bosman, Bosman both yep. kind of yep. forgotten and paid a price so that others yep. could walk through that door so i mean when you think they should about be very appreciated.
1: yeah they should be they should be as well so um but you know i love the game i realized during the pandemic how boring i am um like how many shows i don't watch um, and you know, I you know, obviously I was blowing you up on text. I was like, you know, the 86th World Cup, third round, game, you know, just bringing up most random stuff. But, watching uh, it I've, again. I would I've been much better though. Like I'm into the office now. Um, I like the office a lot. Um I know I'm really late to this. I'm sounding really old again, like I'm saying facsimile. <laughs> <Okay>. But uh <laughs> you're I, turning out watching. a geezer. <laughs> I know, I I just love the game, man. I just you know, I just been i have synthesized it all down that pretty much like every second thought is some sort of third degree of separation from the game that I love. So, and I just sort of justify everything or everyone associated to it. So,
0: well, a beautiful. And listen, I'm going to do, I'm trying to get like, I'm trying to go eight wide for a Fox soccer channel tell all podcast. So you'll be in it. I'm going to get Dermot. I'm going to get Carlos Juarez. I'm going to get Christian. I'm going to get them all. That's the plan, but this is gonna be World like a history. six. This is gonna be like a six episode podcast because yeah. I know we'll we're like gonna it. talk and talk, but we will we will get to that. But I do want to pivot Please. to the U.S. national team because you we were always texting during games and we're watching this. And again, you were with the U.S. team, part of the 2014 World Cup, so you saw some of these young people. You saw Christian Pulisic when he started uh, coming through the door the first time, and now we've seen some other ones and and maybe I'll talk kind of broad strokes about this team, but it's when I have talked love this about team. this, this team, but uh, I love it too. And this world cup cycle and Greg Burhalter, who's love getting a lot more credit. I like Greg. He wasn't my first choice, but I give him all the credit. Even today, as I'm taping this uh, on, uh, I wasn't a,
1: the mother of my kids first choice either. Uh, yeah. But he, look, there's <laughs> something about being
0: American, having that, that job. And he's done it. He's done a nice job. And what I've really liked, is he had people up in arms because at the beginning of this world cup cycle, even going back to the summer, he was playing guys. I call them the rat pack that do a job, but everyone's like, why are they in there? You know, mm. the name, Sebastian lejet Paul, mm. Ariola, mm. Kellen mm. Acosta, uh, mm. Jossie Zardes. Zardes, who uh, they're all, they're all really good players. And they're the closest to a, a, a veteran core the U.S. has. And they don't have a veteran core. I don't know how many guys over 30 they have, but it's a very, very short list. Maybe one or two guys that have been called up in this cycle. So you you have seen this. People, a lot of folks getting upset. Why are you playing these talented guys? And I was thinking it. And then in this 11 against Jamaica, and we all had to wait because road games, certainly you're going to view them a little differently Ooh. than you see the home games. But Greg Berhalter trotted out at 11 with a couple teenagers, Pepe and Musa, a guy who went through the, all the, the, the checks and balances to make it there and start in Gianluca Busio, who didn't, who struggled certainly, but he earned that spot. Chris Richards, another guy. And then all this discussion about these senior guys, I'm like, look at look at the t- it's happening. The senior guys probably won't make the World Cup. Not all of them, Acosta, Lejet, that group I told you, not all of them are gonna make a World Cup squad, but we're seeing that transition. And it's extremely exciting. We're going to have to – we're going to take some lumps along the way because they, they're still kids, and they're going to make mistakes. Uh, I think Zach Steffen we put in there as well. Christian Pulisic, still, he's a very young player. And he's now now the veteran of this team.
1: But and you I've, and I have very – I think the people should know, you and I have, I think, very strong opinions about Christian. Would that be fair? Yeah. Like, I mean, you, well, and, they, I mean, you and I – I mean, you you and me were as close thick as thieves. But you and I have very strong um, opinions, so it's. I just want to just throw that out there, not to get into it, but to say that you know, you and I don't see every single piece the same, even though I think we do have alignment in a lot of the most important. You know, if you know, you know, kind of kind of gathering. Sure,
0: and and with Pulisic, I I, I adore the skills and I, I adore the responsibilities taken, and the injuries are a big issue, and I I'm very reluctant to saying we can rely on him, which I don't think we can right now, but it's a, uh, it's a unique, he really was the first to go through that door of being this is real big player that kind of American player that started at that early, early age in Europe. There have been some obviously, but a kid from Pennsylvania who made it there. And now so many through have, have gone through that door as well, but that never happened before Alan.
1: No, it was a baller. You're right. The first one's always, it's always tough. It is always tough. and, My only, I'll be really honest, I'll own it. My only pushback about Christian is availability because I feel like that is something that people use against players to mitigate against a player's ability. Oh, without question. And I felt like that was always sort of governed where I think it'd be better for him to feel these things. And I don't know what the man in the mirror thing means. I'm not sure. But um, the kid's a baller. He's not even a kid. He's a real man. He's I a love man. how he
0: cataloged the man in the mirror and he put the shirt on. It's, I love that he thought that through. I don't. I don't
1: you know what? I don't mind it because you know that's that's his mindset. He's trying to get his mentals right, as Marshawn would say. I appreciate that. I think he's unbelievable talent and player. I think he gets the benefit of the doubt, and I think our ecosystem doesn't have a track record of helping players become the best they can be and i only would point to the reference and catalog of players Our
0: american ecosystem here in the united states has not done a good enough job okay
1: well well not a good enough job but where is the proof that we always nurture our best talent and get them to be at their best i can't give you that and it's tough because we're new at it too you know it really really is and and um I was texting a, a prominent player in, in MLS tonight, um, and I was looking at Canada, which, by the way, I had to finish my thoughts from earlier, that reminded me of my 1990 uh, Colorado playoff game. Oh, okay, yes. At Stuttler Bowl on the on the football field, which was painful. You're talking
0: about the 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 snow, the wind, <laughs> the, 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 the 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 wind chill, <laughs> hey, the freeze.
1: Hey, hey, what a tough hey what a tough trip for mexico what a tough trip for well, mexico if they can survive and i know we, you have that sort of teed up for later well, but well look I, I, we're taping back, this
0: right it, after the mexico game yeah, so we can yes. kind of
1: but well i'm just curious on what you think about it because you know that's a tough trip and i've been a part of tough trips and i'm just wondering What does that really mean do they exercise this sort of patience and gravitas of no worries it's not the 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 movie's only half over or is it like we got a panic because i think everyone loves tata
0: i think think, well i think he's i think by the time we wake up tomorrow morning he's gone i think he's just knowing mexico i hope not i just think they're they're the players have there's a checkout thing going on here maybe the wrong guys are playing and i just look at I mean, I look at the 2014 cycle, where did they went they, they went through four managers and <laughs> why can't
1: you just have a bad trip though? But They did. I mean, well,
0: zero mean, points I, in two games. And, and this I was know, the hardest look, trip I, look, and they're I still going to make, they're still going to make the world cup.
1: Let's I say that they're you, still going to make it. But this is something I was saying to someone not too long ago. And I say to my kids at nauseum. I'm sure I'll send them the link. To and them. I hope I'm wrong. I'll say that too. No, here's what I'll say is they're called first responders, not first reactors. The reason why we call them first responders is because they use their intelligence, their training, their practical nature, their soul, their spirit, their heart, and they respond. That's why we love them. We have first responder uh, tributes all the time. We love how people respond. We don't say first reactors. Reactions are bad. Like nuclear reactors are bad. Things that react are almost always bad. Now, quick reactions, you know, when we like them, you know what we say? Great instincts. Like that's our <laughs> euphemism. You know this. We know this. You how many saves have you called? A gazillion bazillion? And you know the difference when a keeper's just made a great instinctive play and when he's made a technical play. And we know the sometimes the best saves are you just reacting like some random cat falling off a fence? You and Juan Carlos old place in West Hollywood. But I'm not gonna that's another that.
0: podcast right there, but I'll have to have the censor <laughs> button going. <laughs> Man, those were some good days in that crappy, that crappy hobble of an apartment
1: Juan Carlos that's how, making the show. That's how, back, that's how far back we go, well, my well, family. The, the
0: Mexico thing, I mean, I looked at that field and it looked like cement. And I said, if, if you if you fall on your knees on that surface, you're losing two layers of skin and flesh. Uh, It looked freezing. It looked uncomfortable. The field wasn't wide. You had the Canadian Football League markers, including the 55-meter line. I was going, come on, Eskimos. They're not the Eskimos anymore. I'm sorry. I think they changed their name.
1: You know the best part is? And again, because I'm showing my Colorado roots and you know these well, the fact that the the grounds guys just did a little bit of the clearing and put the banks up by the sidelines. (laughs) Let me tell you something. If someone has cleared snow, even as recently as this March of this year at my mama's house. Let me tell you something. That's intentional. Yes, that's, of course. These are the guy <laughs> was about to go on break. You have a
0: snowplow, which <laughs> you can push it as far as you want in one <laughs> movement. It doesn't take any extra energy and you just they stop right in the right end.
1: The they left the banks right there, I thought. And then hearing, and I try not to, you know how I feel. I don't really read too much what people write on game days because it's such a departure on what's really going on. And I only realized that from going from covering it. To being on the inside of it, and no disrespect, but so much of it is just not really ever really what's happening, and it's not anyone's fault. It's just a reality. But you know, I just know that um, Mexico not being able to train, and the little gamesmanship that that the Canada showed, and you know, the cool thing is our generation doesn't know what it's like to have good Canadians. Yeah, and I well... gotta tell you something, Alistair Johnston. I did a really cool MLS rookie symposium um, with Alistair Johnston. And Daryl DK.
0: And Alistair team. Johnson had the shot that set up the first right. goal. So Thank it's worth you. mentioning. Right.
1: So. That's right. And I appreciated him. And he's a great player. Um, and you know, real quick, if I may, um, I do want to give a quick shout out to, you know, Dr. Jamil Northcutt and that entire team, Toon Day and Chidoze and being part of the Um, rookie symposium and the draft with Aleko Eskandarian who's who's just an unbelievable person and a big time player and and then people deep in the weeds that people don't know about Demetrius Christina David you know there's like so many people that that really make this league happen at like a really elevated level and Mario and Brittany and Jeremy like there's some real people um and You know that's what gets me excited about where we're going right now. And you mentioned the team. You mentioned Greg. uh, You know, um, spoke to Ernie Stewart the other day. Like, I think those are a lot of good people doing good things, and we need it, man. We need things to pop. We need the national team Uh, to get going. They've gotten results. USL to get going. That's right. And listen, you you can't argue with what they're doing. And real quick, um, to get a result in Jamaica, and 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 I tell this story real quick uh, all the time. Uh, people ask me what my greatest sort of takeaway from the national team experience is. And I go global because the, the best, the naughty bits are the best parts, right. Only for friends and family, right. For people like yourself, as you know, um, the reality is, is that um, I remember to the 2014 cycle. And my dad was sick then he passed away uh, shortly, actually uh, during camp uh, before Brazil. And um, I remember so much of that camp. I was just very locked in about what was going on and not that many people knew how sick my dad was. And the thing I remember was, you know, the, that hex was crazy because we lost to Honduras in February. And that was the first time I ever experienced a country being behind a team. When, in, when you were in San Pedro
0: Sula and you yeah, saw it.
1: Yeah, we lost 2-0 that day. And it was really oddly, not oddly, it's, it was cock calf humid and hot. <laughs> you know, like like typical, um, and I just appreciate that experience because when we turned the corner to the stadium, when I saw all the people lined up, I was like, "Whoa, took my breath away. It still does when I think about it. And that entire cycle, we caught fire, you know we were on a 13 game winning streak at some point. Um, it, it was fantastic. but you know, you know, the person I think about all the time, Brad Evans. He was Brad Evans. Brad Evans scored the game-winning goal in Jamaica. That's ah, that's like, right. And he that was, a, and that was, that, that, that one, was two, this,
0: That was a time where Mexico was also in some trouble as well, and barely squeaked in thanks to I, San I, Susi, I, I, And then I, they had I, to beat New Zealand in the playoff game.
1: Hey man, you need a um, the old African proverb: if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to <laughs> go farther, go with someone. So wise. And, and, when, and when you said that everyone who contributes to this journey doesn't make the World Cup, I thought that was because you understand that that's what it is. There are people who make sacrifices. And Brad Evans, let me tell you something, and I hope he hears this because the respect he had from the I'll staff. I'll tag him
0: on the uh, tweet, and, no, no, the tweet and and
1: when I... The, the, the staff and from the players and the love he felt that night, he was the hero. And when I think about those 10 games, we had eight heroes. Josie and Clint, they doubled up. They're they're ballers. I mean, for real, like seeing those guys operate, like unbelievable. Like they were the guys to truth that cycle, no doubt, for real. Um, but Eddie Johnson contributed tons and I, and I hit up Eddie. Oftentimes, I, I think Eddie Johnson is the best full stop any club listening, any academy listening. You want your kids to be technical. You want them to be um, fluent and efficient in the game, Eddie Johnson's your guy. He is, he is one of the most. You're viewing him as a guy that hires
0: a coach to help the development of players. You know, look,
1: you know, I've been blessed to work with a lot of college football teams. You know, I work with your alma mater, Florida state, and I understand what, what development is and you have to have people calibrating and you can't just have one person. You can't have two people. You can't have three. You need a family who's recalibrating them every step of the way and I'd much rather invest in an army of teachers than one intermediary to get me one player, because yeah. I'll grow anything. Well, and they're moving like that direction. Plan- I'll grow anything if you get the soil right, and I'm not the plants. You're my- bringing it back to the plants. Yeah, you know, <laughs> look, my mom was born a plantation. I'm a sharecropper at heart. Like, you got to get the soil right, Max. <laughs> you got to get the soil right.
0: So the Jamaica thing is interesting because their people are still kind of shocked that going on CONCACAF is uh, going on the road in CONCACAF is so difficult. And it's like, it is. And I was watching the CBS show and they were like bringing it up. And I think it was Brianna Scurry. So in all, all due respect, hasn't gone through CONCACAF qualifying because the U S or women are at a different level and don't really qualify. They're already in, but she mentioned that Clinton goes, well, yeah, it is kind of hard. I mean, it's, you know, these things you would think empty stadium jamaica we should cruise but you know the u.s fortunate to get a why, point there here's
1: my thing is like you know I mean, you know, i'm a process guy you know i'm a process guy you know i'm a process guy so let's stop let's ask ourselves the questions so what are we really talking about here so the team played friday night correct
0: yes friday correct. then a tuesday in,
1: wait what, friday in cincinnati what time do you think the players left the stadium be real, like, 2 a.m. 2 a.m. The they left the stadium, right? Now, what time do you think they really got to sleep? 5 a.m., 6, okay. 5. Right. Let's say 5. Saturday morning. Right? Saturday morning. To- right? Saturday morning. Okay. On their way to Jamaica. No, do you stay and you regen. Okay. I think that's the science. I don't know what the op- – Darcy Norman's an amazing operator – Shad um, Forsythe, those guys. So um, they stay in
0: Cincinnati. Of-
1: I I would have to believe best practices. You stay in Cincinnati Saturday, let the homies sleep. Maybe maybe get a little run Saturday no, afternoon. No, oh you're regenning because guys got up to train too. Okay. Bucio didn't play Friday, right? Right. He played tonight, right? He had a full training session Saturday. Make no right. mistake. Maybe you leave Saturday night and get there Sunday. Again, I don't know who, what they're doing, those things are so important. But my point is this, you get in market- And
0: remember, they had an extra day here because this was the first two game as opposed to three game where they would have had to accelerate everything.
1: Let's say they get to market Sunday. They play today, right? Five o'clock local time.
0: It's still the road trip. It's still a road trip, which is- What are we talking about? In any sport, going on the road is difficult.
1: To all the business guys out there listening to this podcast, Okay, because I know you got a lot, you, got a, you got a lot of people listening to you. If you get from one city to another city and the same deck that you've been working on works at the other regional sales guy, you consider that a win. And let me tell you something, for a guy, and, and, and Max, I, I say this to the people who don't know your grind. This is back in the day when you used to, well, I guess I did too, but we're talking about you. You used to work Galaxy Games in New York, fly back straight, go straight to the studio. Pretty much straight to this no, pretty much.
0: And uh, I, sometimes I'd be at a, a bachelor party on Lake Mead <laughs> well, on a Saturday. Well, and well, yeah, be yeah, at a
1: <laughs> but my point is like, you know, so you know, so
0: it's hard know, to think, you need I to regen.
1: I think Clint was saying what a lot of players say is that when you factor in travel and a new surrounding and setting, I mean, I don't know what your sleep number is. <laughs> I don't know what pillow probably are. higher higher than you most. I'll saying? just put that. So anyway. Um, the fact that Busio got in the match and played, Richards got a little taste, um, and you get a tie. Yeah. And and I love the Canadian. fact those two
0: guys got a taste because they earned it. They went through you need, the process.
1: You need it. You need it. And and when you think about him, when you think about Busio, this is where I think I like I like Greg Berhalter a lot. Let me tell you something, um, and I'll be really honest here because it's a podcast with the OGs. Um, and I've said it to a lot of people. Um, I've been black my whole life. You know this. Um, the last five years has never been more important. That's just tr- truth.
0: As being and, a black man,
1: that's right. And, and, and things have unfolded to really reinforce that. Luckily, I was ahead of the curve, part of this because of my kids. But my point is this. I look at that team. I look at the Canadians tonight, I look at Herdman, I look at Burrhalter. And then I look at my own, you know, Christian Pulisic Man in the Mirror, and I go, huh, that's my Siggy Schmidt, that's my Jurgen Klinsman, that's my Dave Wolf. And when representation will really change when it's someone who looks like me, given those same opportunities. But what Greg is doing with those young black men is special. What Herdman is doing is special. Um, and it has to be said, it does, it matters. And in CONCACAF, is better for Canada in it a hundred percent and they're listen, better for Canada the, the Canadian guys they're they're, it, they're 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 in a good place and at this point honestly if they do not qualify it'll be one of the greatest collapses ever oh they're and, in they're and in, they're, and, and I feel like only thing I'll say is that that's a great place to be in because when you're in the journey you're just trying to get to the next game
0: Canada is going to make it they've been the best team in qualifying they've got to put the finishing touches but I've said this before is uh it's an immigrant nation and it has benefited not just the soccer team but the basketball team you have Jonathan David who's Haitian family you have Alfonso Davies Ghanaian family you have Atiba Hutchinson from Trinidad you have Portuguese players that have all come together and and then they have to have that Canadian crest and they're Canadian and I'm like that's beautiful and you forget beautiful. there's a black player there's a white player and a, a hispanic player and the u.s too and I, I haven't addressed this since you brought it up but the u.s team there's this incredible spirit that you don't even think about it right you don't say hey it's we have some black players and white players hispanic players they're just american well, and the canadians well, look, and, too and there's and it's a very seamless
1: that. like like i see yusuf you know Wea man the match He's had, he had an outstanding camp, you know, but nothing happens by accident. And I'm just saying that we have to acknowledge that, right? Only the person who does the work does the learning. Nothing teaches riding like horses and we have to, I would like to see us and, and you and I were talking off air, if you will. Right. Um, again, maybe this is the gray hair, whatever, but this is, this is real talk here. Like there's a fine wine crowd in this. There's a sophisticated, elevated crowd in this. It doesn't have to be reactive to every touch, every sequence, because a lot of people don't understand what it's like to dig a ball from underneath you and play a little two-yard ball to get out. Most people don't understand how hard it is to put your foot on top of a ball. Okay. Like, think about, think, I, I, I trip out all the time on this. Think about how you have to play out of the back now, Max. The goalkeeper literally has to put his foot on top of the ball. Hit it. Hit it to a defender. No, 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 exactly. Well, it's, it's very much more like, I think this is where I think basketball is really applicable. You pause, you wait to see how the defense reacts, and then you pass to the option in which you've been trained to take. It's, 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 it's the, almost football too, like American football. It is, you're waiting for the, much. you're it waiting if there's a blitz. Great call. You hold call. the handoff, the and option. then you do an option. It's the, it's Great the, call. it's a, you're reading the DM. RPO. That's actually, that's a better, <laughs> it's you're actually, that's a better call, Max. You're getting the ball, your eyes up the field, you're looking at the defensive end. If he comes towards you, you hand the ball off. If he goes toward the hand, the, the running back, you tuck it in and you run like Jameis. When I worked with Florida State in 2014, Easy touchdown, BCS champions. I digress. But Did you get a ring? Did you get a ring? Max, you know my stats, <laughs> anyway. My point is this. Think how hard it is to play out of the back now. Like everything. Especially is- team pressing. Yeah. You you have to have, you have to have two key cogs. You have to have one, someone you play out of. There's someone who's the key master. There's one player in every team the coach trusts. When you think about when you're trying to really Look at a game who's the coach trust who is going to get that first pass right it's key and then from there it's what have you been trained to do what does aristotle say we rise to the level of our training not our expectation
0: i hope you're not looking at me for greek uh, thinkers quotes because no, i have zero like, in my tank
1: <laughs> i know but my <laughs> point is like this doesn't like the way this team is playing is because they've been trained over time yeah. to play this way and you know how hard it is to do it in a national team setting, not just Greg. And, well, all these coaches—you get your team for ten days, twelve days, fourteen days—it's nuts.
0: You don't it's get nuts. the players all the time, and I think that's one of the things with the national team. But there was a there was a lot of discussion earlier in the year, much earlier in the year. Where they said, "Can we play this style that he wants, or do we have to jettison it?" And they didn't have the players to do it at the time. But you waited for this development, and then we were talking even more recently. Sergio, am I Des, the only one we... who had a
1: bad first date and not <laughs> established? <relationship? laughs> no, of course not. Of course that's not. My point. That's, that's how people act, though. There's still, there's still some there's still some
0: spots that have to be improved i think with fullbacks who can cross the ball we don't have that third midfielder that we can really lock down although moose has come a long way
1: that's like a shopping whole foods (laughs) a third midfielder i had a great friend shout out phil stevenson um we were talking about a a, a team uh and i was like oh if they had a nine and he was like bro by the way, well. number nine another issue because he Ricardo Peppe. Pampi... He, he said to me, there's like 20 teams in the world who have a nine. He's all get in line. Yeah. And it so was so that's, smart. That's comforting. He was, no, he literally was like, I'm being serious. He's like, all the teams. He was like, from U12 to professional and whatever skate name in the league to right. He's like, no one has nines. He's all, that's always a difference. So look, to me, um, I, I think this a lot. Uh, world Cups are built for hot nines. And and to me, that's good for the pool. You keep that pool hungry. You keep it deep. You have all the sharks feeding and eating. You know, I'm I'm not talking. I'm not giving up on Josh Sargent. I'm not. I'm not. And I bet you, And not. Greg
0: Berhalter isn't either. And I know he's had those conversations with not. players like I know he's had conversations with Sargent and Brooks and Hoppy and these guys that came in and have left
1: and they
0: haven't even, clicked. Even
1: if you don't rate them, let's talk about real men. But he,
0: I know for this a fact that he's
1: leaving. You have everyone believing that their form will carry the day. And that's what's important.
0: Mark McKenzie is another one. He is not on form. And he brought him in probably just so he could be part of this camp and get his confidence up. Uh, Jordan P. Fox is another one who's he, there. I know that he is keep making these guys whole because we've heard him say this all along. And it's going to benefit him in a long way. But this is going to be a very difficult team to crack. We know that.
1: Even in my own experiences, Mac, just to bring it uh, full circle, uh, DeAndre Yedlin, he was not part of our qualifying cycle. He made the World Cup team in 2014. And he wasn't part of it. He wasn't part of it a
0: year ago. And now he's started two important games. But I will say this.
1: But here's here's the thing, though. My guy, shout out to Scott Peary. um, I think one of the best strength and conditioning coaches out there, American guy. He's at Galatasaray. He's been in my ear on my phone, basically telling me DeAndre is legit. And I'm telling you, if you're legit in Turkey and you see it right now and you know what you're seeing on the ball, the game has slowed down for him lots. And I think it's benefited. Um, I think he gives Burhalter a lot of comfort and you know what you're getting. And you know what too, real talk and, and, and you're going to you get criticized for this, but I believe it. He's a dog. Yeah, and I saw that with in these w, last two games. With a W. Oh, and an a. with a W. D-A-W-G. That's DeAndre. And you need that. You need someone who gets stuck in. You need someone who grinds. You need that. He's your right back. Let's be clear. And, and and I just love what he brings because that gives comfort to coaches and a staff to know that you have someone who's going to make it hard and make it difficult. So I told my kids, be hard to play against, be hard to play against, you know, and, 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 and luckily they all do that. And that's a big trade is Deandre. He's hard to play against. You watch, you're watching film of playing against Deandre. You're like, dang, dang, dang. He's, you know, he's, he's always on you. So um, I think those are the things that coaches really like because at the end of the day, they got to sleep more than three hours a day. Yeah, well, let's
0: uh, let's talk about the ceiling uh, really quickly for this team, uh, and obviously this eleven and the third was like fourteen guys, fifteen guys played in this game, and then you had Miles Robinson Weston McKinney suspended. You have Christian Polisic playing twenty five minutes as he's coming back. Uh, I thought he was good. I thought he he picked up a lot of free kicks. He's got to be careful because he keeps getting whacked, but he gets a free kick. But you got to wonder what the price is. But for real that. quick,
1: real quick, just not to get too deep but struggled on free kick service these two matches.
0: service was not good winning service free was kicks good. was good yeah, service right. was not good service but i thought the good. dribbling and the free kicks was good so you then could you have-
1: tell you could tell it, he thought about that too he hit a ball halfway through his time in the second half and he did the sort of you know almost like when a shooter hasn't hit a shot in a while yeah because you have a bunch of Florida State guys in the league now, so you yeah, know what I'm talking we're about. We're crushing it. You guys are just dope like that now. Like dude, Leonard
0: Hamilton hoops everywhere. Factory.
1: Yeah, who knew? I mean, honestly, I'm not me. Don't look at me. Guys. This was a, but, yeah, I could have but, never been predicted. But I'm just I'm just sweet talking Max right now, folks. But my point <laughs> is, like, he had that look of like, man, nothing's going for him. And um, but Greg's good like that. I'm glad. I hope he's healing with the national team.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm glad the I'm glad the dogs. OG have come off of him because (laughs) it was pretty, it was pretty, it was pretty nasty. And he deserved criticism after the Panama game, but he's a big boy. People gave
1: him criticism. I didn't see it.
0: No, they did because they gave him criticism because of the seven changes from the prior game, which was what was the Jamaica game. And then that let's face it. That was seven too many. I had two criticisms for him, the seven player change. And the other one was, Creating a, an issue by pulling Matt Turner and bringing Zach Steffen. I think he's been vindicated with that because Steffen's been pretty good since, although still a, he was shaky in this game with the distribution, which is supposed to be his strength. And this was really his first road that's, game that's of the assuming, three starts. Max,
1: real quick. That's assuming we don't know what the global plan was. Sure.
0: Sure. That's but a I, really, but that's a
1: real, that real quick. That's I a know. really important thing. Because if you're honest and transparent, like coaches all, or players always say they want, Who's to say Greg? And I don't know at all. But who's to say Greg didn't go to him two months ago and say, "This is the rotation." Well, I hope he didn't, because it's like one of these things where, like,
0: you want to sort of—I think for Greg, you got to say, "I want to create less headaches, create fewest headaches possible for myself." But he's—he's—he's he, he's put more headaches on his on his head. How do you do that? But while it's paid off.
1: Engaged? How do you do that while keeping everyone? Engaged? You can't
0: keep everyone engaged.
1: Oh, you're saying. No, okay. you
0: can keep everyone engaged, but you can't play everyone. And that's every national team. You're like, look, fair enough. Fair I, enough. I, Look, it's you fair would enough. just tell Zach. you tell Zach you'd be patient and you will see we'll, we'll get there. And look, it came off a bad performance from Matt Turner. So you could have done it. But I'm just thinking at that point with the Panama game, I'd say, why don't you clear your plate a little bit? But then again, I think what's happened since has vindicated him a fair bit.
1: Well, uh, oh, the interesting thing, real quick, real quick, real quick. The interesting thing about Matt Turner is this. What will be the impact necessarily? Like he's played every single week of this year, basically, except yeah. for this cycle. Is he going to be rested and ball out for the postseason? Not bring <laughs> he's, doing a, the he's
0: doing a solid for Bruce Arena? <laughs> Are you doing,
1: no, I'm not, I mean, look, I'm not necessarily saying he's doing a solid. My point is this. I, I can predict the headlines. I always play the future backwards. I always ask myself if things don't work out, what is why? What, what are the reasons why? And I could easily see them people saying rust versus rest. And I just wonder if it's if if Zach we'll see we'll see through Zach. Let's yeah. say, let's Zach is a, is
0: a superior let's prospect. See Matt, that's
1: right. Well, is he
0: then can Matt? Help yes i mean just athletic wise a guy who could do those things what
1: were were your thoughts on the antonio goal tonight i thought
0: tyler adams should not have let him cut to his favorite foot okay i thought tyler adams Adams, we're talking
1: about zach okay no no no
0: tyler please zach i thought feet i'm sorry i love tyler i know you're so funny tyler let's start talking
1: about me for
0: (laughs) but i thought it wasn't zach's fault but he could have done better i saw his feet grounded and I thought you, you'd like to see a guy kind of keeping the feet active post to post to kind of anticipate Does Blake it. make
1: that save. Does Blake make that save? Probably not. Maybe, really? maybe
0: Matt. I don't Honestly, know. Max. I, I don't, no, I mean, think, I'm not, I'm I don't no. know.
1: I really don't know, Wait, but I would think, do you I, think I think Blake's Baron Stefan. Well, who, who is it? Some of these guys always think say like Baron Stefan. I don't know. Do you think Blake's Baron Stefan? That's, that's it. Like <laughs> that's it. I'm just <laughs> asking you like three You're times. You're out of order. I, <laughs> I think Stefan
0: is more talented than Blake.
1: Mm, that, that but stefan doesn't better. play a
0: lot and he worries me but i think all i think it was definitely savable what did you think unsavable it's from a long ways out did you know yeah. uh that was you his know, first sh- that was his 42 goals in the premier league he's never sh- hit a goal from outside the area until tonight
1: that's Conka calf
0: <laughs> he said that's i'm what going I've been for trying it.
1: to tell you That's Conka calf like you know like CONCACAF I was explaining it to um literally my girl earlier it's like honestly it's like like improvisation CONCACAF like people are trying to always figure out what CONCACAF is and 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 maybe because I just love like you know C jazz and I just grew up with jazz and all that like there's a bit of improvisation in CONCACAF that people don't account for and we just sort of dismiss it as like oh that's like whatever, but I remember talking to Eddie Pope about this a long time ago, and I very much seem like it's like it's very much like a jazz band in middle school, and your boys that age, like everything's going along, and then someone decides to play a different note, and then <laughs> well, like some, and then somehow you get back to it, like that's Concacaf, like the song's not ruined, it's not it's different. Get, get back on but the tracks. Get back on the tracks, and that's Concacaf in the sense that these games are hard, and Antonio, you know um let me tell you something real quick about jamaica um the most fun that brad evans game and being there in lane one and being there pitch side the entire game um that's one of my favorite trips uh that i ever took with the national team shout out to lauren donaldson um a, a great mentor and friend of mine in colorado who was down there jamaican international captain for a long time um you know like that stadium they had a it's the first time i've ever seen a dj like, and it was like, it was like, not like a DJ, like they, how they have like, you know, so like awesome. Yeah,
0: man. Yeah, Let's just no. play some Gregory oh, right. Isaacs. No, that's not right. like that.
1: No, it, it Sorry. Really was. Sorry. <laughs> hey, you know what it was? I'm not even joking. It was two dudes. This dude had a push cart with like 18 speakers on it. And this dude was behind him with a microphone and they just did laps. If they had like a watch on, like an Apple watch, it was like they did like 18,000 million steps. And they were just hype men the whole game. It was so, so fun. Like
0: the typical like Jamaica DJs where the songs went they go, yeah, we're here yeah. at the National yeah. Stadium, yeah. the office. And it's going to be kickoff time. It's six oh five. Make sure you'll get your carabeers at the at the front desk anytime. Hot dogs, popcorn, chicka, 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 chicka. A shout like, out to Alan Hopkins in row C23 on the north end.
1: But you got it. And, but like I kid you not, I mean I guess because I'm who I am, but a couple times I was like bobbing my head. I'm like, these, these are kinda hype, like. You know, U.S. soccer, you know, what's up? Those guys need to bring them into town. So, but a lot of fun for sure. But happy for the U.S. tonight for sure to get a result and and, and, and continue on their path.
0: I'm going to just wrap it up with this. Yeah, and- please. <laughs> Not please in a bad way. Well, please. <laughs> oh, please get me out of here. No, no, no. no I know. No. I know. Because we, like I said, this is the problem with much. the podcast is I can end up talking for hours. And, I'm, and, I, and I know there's got to be sort of a, a statute of limitations. My last stop people- on you. My
1: last stop on you last stop um i do want to give acknowledgement to dermot McCory and emily bolting because
0: they're going to be on i don't know about emily but dermot's going to be on the super duper fox Soccer channel podcast he,
1: he put us together and you and i were the first uh you know there was no one like us on the air latinx black Um, and the confidence that they gave us to this day resides in me. Yeah, they didn't have to do that. They they could have have gone the same route, host broadcaster. And no one's done it since. There's still never been a booth like us. We did did hundreds of bands.
0: There's so much room for improvement in broadcasting. I think we've digressed a little bit because we're going to this traditional route and we're held hostage with the English way, which is a great way, but we're in the United States and we express ourselves differently. There's things that we prioritize differently that uh, that we communicate differently like
1: why i would love to hear why he thought you and i would be a
0: really good isn't that yeah because I, nine out of ten times they would have said nah, we're gonna go with this guy
1: thanks they signed off on us I yeah mean, they did which is crazy
0: i'll ask you this what's the ceiling for this team i'm gonna bring up two things that i think happens with nice. the u.s squad everyone's gonna say 2026 they're gonna win it now winning a world cup is not realistic especially for this team however when you look at 2002 If you get on this serendipitous run where you get a good draw, you get the right opponent, you beat the right team. We saw it in 02. They were this close to making the semifinal. If they made the semifinal, would have played South Korea, could have made a final. And all of a sudden, you're in a position to win a World Cup. So it could happen. We saw it with Costa Rica in 2014. If things fall in their place, I'm not going to say they're going to do that. I think they won't they won't ever miss another World Cup, partly because it's going to be expanded. And but this they're going to make it here and they're going to they're going to entertain. But what I do believe is going to happen with this team is their appeal will go well beyond the borders of the United States. I think people are going to love watching them and they're going to say, I love this, especially the Mexico game. If you're a worldwide audience, you're going, this is a fun watch. These guys are pushing, buzzing, enjoying themselves. And I think they're going to gain fans all over the world. And it's just going to build the game here. I don't think the sport is ever going to get mass uh viewership like we would have hoped from a from a tv side from a viewership side we're never going to get like 10 million people tuning in for a game i don't think that's ever going to happen as much as we thought it would but there's going to be that inner inner uh track of this we
1: don't know you know we don't know but they'll have appeal
0: outside of the u.s too
1: it's, it's interesting that you bring that up because and again just so much gratitude for having me on and i will say this you know, as we sort of wrap up our time. You know, you know, like I told you, I like alignment. Like, uh, let me finish where I started. I like alignment, right? Um, You have to fail. Uh, T.S. Eliot says uh, the point of criticism is to be as intelligent as possible. We weren't at the last World Cup. Yeah, failing, but we didn't. And so to me is what's happening right now. Is and I'm not trying to be hyperbolic. This is the beginning of what I believe will be the golden, the next, you know, the next version, the next sort of iteration of what U.S. soccer is. And only, and and something. some people are awesome. Tom Brady, Kobe Bryant, their mentality of renewal and regeneration is phenomenal. Some people need to crash and burn. And let me tell you, did something. this team
0: need to crash to get here? Did the they federation need to hit did. the, the Fe- federation? The federation did. had to hit rock bottom and kind of grow up. And the federation still has a lot of work to do. And I think they, they, they know that. And they really do accept it. Every federation uh, does everyone, right? everyone does. But I think with, if they squeaked into the world cup four years ago, Oof. we would have not, I mean, we probably wouldn't have seen this. No, this we way. Would not
1: have, we would not have, I just don't, you don't get that same because let me tell you something um, <laughs> it's pass or fail you're either in the World Cup Finals or you're not. No one asks you how you got there. Your name is pulled out of the pot. You're in the group. You try to have the best camp, the best preparation. You try to get your players as best they can be. You try not to have, you try to have minimal hiccups and then you try to have good games. Then you just try to navigate the craziest three weeks of anyone's life, you know? And that's, you know, and that's what's important. And I think um, this team is sort of building to that. You know, it's ironic. not to get too deep in the weeds again, but these little three-game uh, windows helping the U.S. Helping the U.S. because They got to play a lot at, of guys. If you, if you also look at the World Cup and you look at the meat of a, of a World Cup, there is a crazy window that looks exactly like a three-game CONCACAF window. I'm telling you, uh, CONCACAF, because of COVID and having to pivot, this is going to be a little bit of an of a institutional memory upgrade for all the teams because now they know physically this is how we handle our players. Oh, this is how we do our team movements. And it's all things that when you get better at them, the synchronicity and all that stuff takes hold. So, um, you know, again, I can go on and on and on. But I, I, I'm, I'm hopeful. But I'm also like one of those people like, you know, just like I told you, I don't like to have fully formed Uh, opinions until the end we're in a really good place uh it's an exciting exciting qualification round let's enjoy it uh i remember how sad i was a year ago you know we didn't have any of this so this was it was brutal
0: well we don't have any qualifying now till 2022 so we can soak in what we saw here and we can make our opinions carry till then alan hopkins my good friend brilliant mind when it comes to this sport great having you my friend in the business end and we'll do this again soon in a bigger, in a, big, in a bigger you form. Helen,
1: you and Helen, I told you, remember, uh, I want to put it on wax for everyone. I'm bringing you some calm pies.
0: And a bottle of red. And,
1: bottle of wine, and then we may have dinner. <laughs> that was and my, we, and that that was was my qualifier. Your park, and we might have eat, dinner. Because you know yeah, I don't eat. If I you know I don't eat. That's why you're like this dude. Depending <laughs> what a jerk. On your to eat Yeah, exactly. You always knew you, you carried the day uh, when it came to us eating on the road. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. So. <laughs> Uh, anyway, hey, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me, and uh, you know, thank you for being Uncle Max. For on behalf of, I love that, was, I love that thank job. You.
0: Thank you, and, and we'll be back this weekend too. I mean, we're not going to do stoppage time this week because we want to focus more on the uh, what was happening in the qualifiers. But please rate, review, download, subscribe to Soccer OG. Soccer OG. Thanks to all of those who tuned in on uh, the run when we were in Cincinnati, really appreciate that, and seeing the growth a big deal and we'll continue to have wonderful guests like alan as i always like to say even though it's a tuesday Placido domingo